0: Hello everybody it's um now part two of the question and answers and a few days have rolled on by. Troy has returned from his great elk hunt beaten by the elk sadly. Um, We still have the possibility of a couple deer but elk which we were really hoping for isn't going to happen for us this year. Um, We've been spending the week working on the root cellar like crazy, all the things that have to be done before the snowflies continue to condense and saturate in our lives, and that's okay. We put the glass um, on the screened-in porch today, which always feels a little sad because we love it in there. We love just sitting in there and having a tea and Listening to the animal sounds, especially at night, it's quite lovely, but it's pretty chilly here. And speaking of pretty chilly, it's actually very chilly in my house. I had to light a fire and put the heat on because we have no doors. We have plastic sheeting where doors should be because my wonderfully talented door and window guy, he's a guy from Ireland... And he was trained traditionally to make traditional windows and doors with actual real wood. I know, crazy stuff. And um, he's been, we have, our house is about 170 years old. And we have, we're blessed to have two of the original doors that were on the house. They're quite beautiful. And one of them has been messed with, unfortunately, by a previous owner. So there's a whole bunch of not great things that have happened to the interior of the door. But the other one, including the molding and the red glass, which lore has it that the red glass that's in the arched sort of um, top part of the door was called sweetheart glass. And... When a suitor would come and call on you and would bring a red rose on the other side of the glass, it appears white. So, if he was your true love and brought you a red rose when he came to call on you from your side of the door, it appears white. So, we tested this, and I don't know how, but when you do hold the red rose on the outside of the d- door it's white on the inside now I suppose it would be that way for every single suitor with every single red rose so maybe it's more that he had the intention and good mind to pluck a red rose but anyway we've been able to salvage that red glass happily and uh, he's fixing the door all that to say that in the meantime the nights have gotten quite cold here and we're pretty much freezing every morning when we wake up because we have no doors um and a window is also missing because we took out an old window and it's being replaced but that happens in stages so in the meantime it's chilly and other than that the garden is continuing there's the fall vegetables are still doing well the carrots the parsnips the rutabaga the winter squash are all still in the ground and doing okay I'll be planting my garlic next week And um, our freeze dryer is getting its first run apparently you have to run it when you first get it with a loaf of bread in it (laughs) to suck up any sort of off odors before you actually give it its its first go. So that's what's happening there and tomorrow I am picking apples at an organic orchard with a couple of friends of mine and I have some fruit here as well. We have some apples and pears and a whole lot of Asian pears for some reason that I will get to soon enough but they're still doing fine on the tree so anything that can be procrastinated at this time of year is thoroughly being procrastinated including apparently this question and answer period so better get at that so the first question is from Laura and she's asking saying that she just moved to a beautiful place in the countryside outside of London and I wonder if that's London Ontario or London England um sounds more quaint if it's quaint if it's London England but I'm sure it's beautiful either way Um, what can she do with all the beautiful apples on her new property and if I recommend any other way to preserve them if I can can apples if you can can apples, you can can apples um I don't know I've never done it I'm just not a canned fruit like you know to use you would have to probably use it in pies and stuff I'm assuming so I I'm not too sure about the flavor of canned apples just eating them straight up but maybe somebody else does it all the time and loves it and they can mention it here usually what we do with apples is we'll store them and then you can get quite a few months out of them if you store them in a root cellar somewhere cool and then um I make apple butter just cooking down the apples you don't even have to add any um sweetener to it just some warming spices if you want or not and I can that uh, and then we dry some but the and then a great amount of my apples when it's an apple year because apples don't there's not apples every year on the trees um I make apple cider vinegar in barrels because I give apple cider vinegar, well, to us, but also to our animals. So um, I'll make those too. And then, of course, apple cider, if you're willing to go for that. There's some, um, if you're looking for some books, there's some great books through Chelsea Green. I can put a link to that on the show notes here they have some excellent books on homesteading and just sort of natural living and uh, they have some great both how to manage like an organic fruit orchard and on also as far as making ciders and fermentations and stuff of apples so I'll put that link here too. Um, Okay, so May is asking what my favorite resources or books are for learning about herbal medicine and remedies, and just mentioning that she's sort of overwhelmed about where to start. I always recommend, May, for people to start with Rosemary Gladstar. I just think she's incredibly accessible. She's down to earth. um, She's practical, and I think she... um, can You know, she's not really there to impress you with her mad skills, knowledge and experience, which is she has all of those in abundance, but she's really there because she um, wants people to learn. And she has a great website, too, where you can take some introductory courses and, you know, just get those basics under your belt. Because once you once you sort of understand, oh, this is how you make a tincture and oh, this is how you, you know, identify even just maybe two or three or four of your local plants. Um, It just builds on it from there. That's how everybody starts. And you're right, there's so much knowledge out there, so many different perspectives. I think sometimes when people have knowledge and experience, they try and um, sort of Plump it up and make it seem like it's some esoteric, you know, magical gift given to them by the fairies that is just not for the mere mortal. And um, I think Rosemary is is has enough humility to avoid those trappings. So yeah, I'll give I'll put the link to her site. But if you don't want to take like a full beginner's course or anything, you could definitely just start with a couple of her books, and they're usually pretty accessible through libraries as well. So that would be I think she's a great place to start.